For Monday, February 12th, 2024, this is Newsworthy from 90.7 WFAE. I'm Eric Thiel. Republican Senator Ted Budd has voted to advance the Federal Aviation Administration Reauthorization Act out of the Commerce Committee. The final package will provide additional funding for North Carolina's 72 public airports and changes to the FAA's remote tower program. That will begin the process for a remote tower at Concord Paget Regional Airport. The package includes support for Boom Supersonic, which is building a manufacturing facility at the Piedmont Triad International Airport in Greensboro. First Lady Jill Biden was in Charlotte Friday to highlight the administration's efforts regarding cancer treatment, as election season is in full swing. She visited Atrium Health's Levine Cancer Institute to hear how the hospital uses navigators to guide people through their treatment and panels aimed at reducing costs for individual patients. Biden said steps like those help make treatment more affordable and reliable. It's so important that we find a way to help families afford their cancer treatments and, uh, and everything else that is involved. She did not take any questions or remark on the special counsel's report on President Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents. Many locals are familiar with the Whataburger restaurants in Cabarrus and Stanley Counties, but a larger chain from Texas with an almost identical name could be coming to Charlotte. The Raleigh News and Observer says Whataburger, without the hyphens in its name, is eyeing locations in the Queen City as well as Greensboro and Fayetteville. The Charlotte locations would be on Albemarle Road. Charlotte City Council is set to vote tonight on reinstating criminal penalties for things that include sleeping or lying on a city park bench, public urination, or possessing an open alcohol container in public spaces. Although the ordinances are not aimed specifically at the homeless population, many shelters fear the group will be most impacted. WFAE's Elvis Menese spoke to people uptown about the impact the vote could have and what alternative solutions may look like. Kenneth Beck sits on a bench in a park in Uptown wearing a blue beanie. He rests his back on a bag with a blanket tied to it, hands crossed, legs tucked up to fend off the cold. The last few nights have been tough for Beck, who misses bus to Washington, D.C. Every night is a struggle. I sleep in different places every night. Uh, the first night out here, I just stayed awake and made it to the library to, uh, to spend the day a little bit. The following night, I slept underneath a, an underpass, and last night, uh, I f found a, a hole in the side of a building somewhere uh, so, so I wouldn't get in trouble. Beck is heading to Washington from Miami in search of help to improve his situation. Beck is only stopping by in Charlotte, but he's still concerned the city council's vote will result in arrest for people just trying to survive. Criminalizing someone for being alive doesn't sit right with me at all, and I, I, I think it's uh, not right to, to go that far without offering um, an alternative solution of where one might be able to be human. He says alternative solutions should be things that enable people to maintain their self-worth. There should be something uh, along the lines of public housing to make sure that no one falls below a certain th threshold of human dignity. And as a result, since we don't have that infrastructure, we have people outside sleeping on benches uh, and using the restroom anywhere they can get the chance. In 2021, the Republican-controlled General Assembly passed a law changing many misdemeanors to non-criminal infractions unless cities chose to keep the criminal penalties. Since the change took effect, 
Charlotte Mecklenburg Police can make arrests and can only write citations for offences like urinating in public. Last year, Uptown residents began complaining to the city council that more people have been urinating and defecating in parks, on streets and steps, hurting their quality of life. The city plans to add portable restrooms on North College Street and 11th Street in Uptown to help tackle those concerns. Some advocates say those measures are like placing a band-aid on the problem. Liz Clayson Kelly is the CEO of Roof Above Shelters. Kelly says their system is full and she would like to see investment in new types of shelters to get people off the streets. One of the types of shelter we're advocating for is non-congregate, meaning that people would have their own room. So sometimes folks struggling with significant mental illness, that's a less intimidating environment to come in. The city is trying to partner with Hearts for the Invisible, which helps support unsheltered individuals through street outreach support. Kelly wants to see those services increase, but says it can take time to pay off. Uptown really does have the highest concentration of people living outside, I think, of anywhere in our community. And street outreach is, is, is not a fast process often, but it's a process of building trust and relationships and getting to know someone and then to connect them with services. People could also be arrested for drinking alcohol or having an open container in public if the city council votes to restore criminal penalties. Kelly says it's worth considering the long-term effects of arresting people for participating in what is often considered a social activity. Alcohol is not illegal, of course, and, and many people enjoy a glass of wine or beer at night. And so, um, you know, people experiencing homelessness who don't have a home to do that in, I think that's just something to consider. And the second is to consider the impact of people getting arrested, you know, multiple times for things. Um, how does that impact their chances at housing? If the city council votes in favor, Kelly says she would like to see a delay in enforcing the criminal penalties to communicate the message to those who will be most affected. That's something city council member Dimple Ajmira suggested in a meeting last week. We have an effective date of March 1st. It would be more humane response because this will give our nonprofits, our partners, an opportunity to get the message out about access to public restrooms, where they are located, um, and getting that information is absolutely critical to ensure that we are being, um, we are having a humane response to our unhoused population. Rob Davis and his 10-year-old son toss a football at Full Ford Park in Uptown. Right, real fast. Make sure the ball comes straight to me. You ready? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Davis and his family live in an apartment that overlooks the park. Davis says he understands why people would be in favor of criminal penalties as a way to maintain the city's appearance, but he has concerns. Uptown is a lot of environments that people want to be in that's not from the city, but when you have that in the middle, I can understand it being an issue because it's a deterrent. But I, I don't think um, it being a criminal offense would be the answer to the problem. Davis says a focus should be on finding holistic solutions instead of addressing the symptoms. Why are people homeless? What are those few things? And how can we as a city, as a group, as a people, figure out how to ease that pain? Might not be able to solve it 100%, but I think if we put our minds in terms of easing that pain, we have a greater city, a greater country, and people will be, uh, I think, more um, at ease than they are now. City Council plans to vote on the ordinances at their 6.30 meeting. Elvis Menayese, WFA News. 
Major support for WFAE's race and equity team comes from Novant Health and Wells Fargo. PTA officers spend a lot of time raising money, recruiting volunteers, and supporting teachers. But Mint Hill Elementary School's PTA took on a more romantic role recently. Andos Helms reports. One of the PTA's tasks at Mint Hill Elementary is scheduling people to paint the school's spirit rock, a six-foot-tall boulder that usually sports birthday greetings for students. In January, the PTA officers got an email from someone they didn't know, saying he had reserved the rock and he had some questions. Firstly, I reserved it to ask one of the staff members to marry me, Shannon Gretzik. Would this be an appropriate use of the rock? Secondly, it was my understanding that there is someone who will paint murals if such a person exists. Could you please put them in contact with me? That's PTA Secretary Erica Anderson, the school's designated rock painter. She's not a professional artist, but she has figured out a lot about making a huge slab of stone look good. It will take two full cans of spray paint just to prime the front of it. But was this an appropriate request? Our first thought was, well, we have to make sure this guy's for real. The four PTA officers came up with a plan. We did a little bit of Facebook stalking um, to make sure that they were in each other's pictures and that they (laughs) really knew each other. They were. In fact, Martin Dreisbach had met kindergarten teacher Shannon Gretzuk on the Facebook dating site. They're both 52 with adult kids, and they clicked. He's military, and I have a lot of uh, my family who has served in the military, too. So um, we both have pit bulls. After about a year and a half together, Dreisbach was ready to pop the question. He wanted to try something showy. First, he thought about his own backyard. And I actually thought about writing it out in Christmas lights stapled to the uh, to the fence. But that would have been a lot of Christmas lights. <laughs> then he remembered the school rock. He tried to get it for January 25th, a teacher work day. But it was already booked that week, so he pushed it back. He and Anderson started exchanging ideas, while the rest of the PTA board rooted for them and kept the secret. He gave me his ideas, and I drew out a couple of sketches, and that was that. Late that Sunday afternoon, Anderson painted the rock, blue and pink, with letters saying, Shannon Gretzuck, will you marry me? At Dreisbach's request, she added a heart with the Chinese symbol for double happiness, a traditional blessing for couples. She texted photos to the other board members, and they waited. On Monday morning, the couple carpooled in from Rock Hill. Dreisbach had told Gretzuck he had an appointment in Charlotte, and the school would be on his way. There was just one problem. On school days, she has to get there at 6.30 a.m., and that's about an hour before sunrise. It was dark, and there's not really a spotlight on the rock. He tried to call her attention to it. He was like, yeah, it's probably just somebody's birthday. A couple of Gretzuk's colleagues were in on the proposal, waiting with roses and a phone to get photos. Dreisbach parked the car and steered her toward the rock. I was like, What's going on? And then he started walking me that way, and I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, I think something's up. (laughs) When they reached the rock, Dreisbach dropped to one knee and offered Gretzuck a ring. The PTA folks had ordered cookies for the event, but Treasurer Charlotte Klopp said they did have one concern. What if she says no? As soon as she says yes, we'll, you know, make sure cookies get delivered and stuff like that, but you don't know, right? She said yes, which was a good thing because as the sun rose, the proposal was out there for all to see. For Gretzuk, that meant a steady stream of excited colleagues wishing her well. The PTA moms got their cookies delivered, posted a photo on Facebook, and basked in the glow of romance. Ann Doss Helms, WFAE News. 
All last week, we asked you, our community, to share some things that bring you joy for our Finding Joy series. Here now are some of your responses. Uh, I'm Andrew, and I live in uh, Slower South End. I guess it would be my dog. He's just a bundle of joy. He's always got a happy face, smile, you know. He's just a good boy, so I love him. Donna Reed, and I live right here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Love playing board games. I think it's something that brings people together. And I think spending time with our young people, I think that is so important. DeMonte Lee in North Lake. When I play basketball, it opens, well, it frees my mind of like a lot of stress or stuff that I'm thinking about. Another thing I say is music. That's a, another way of me dealing with stuff, just listening to music, making music. My name is Nick Price and I live in Concord. Coming out here and fishing at the park and seeing all the family and children out here gathered, and that's really one of the things that bring me joy. Derek Dillard, and I live here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I guess uh, volunteering, giving back to the community. My parents always taught me, you know, give back. And that, that just brings me joy to know that I'm doing things that my parents have instilled into me. Jim Edgington, Dilworth. Quite honestly, walking the dog because it's a break from thinking about everything else. He likes to wander around and smell everything, so you can't even walk fast. You just have to wander and relax. Thanks to WFAE's Nick Delacanal for that piece. Those two stories were produced as part of WFAE's Finding Joy series, where we look for bright spots in the news landscape. If you've got a story to share, send us a tip through our website, wfae.org slash findingjoy. And for Monday, February 12th, that's Newsworthy. I'm Eric Thiel.